listening to Inside the Crew, the only radio show dedicated to all things Columbus Crew and the beautiful game. Sponsored by Coda, a trusted mobility sponsor of the Columbus Crew. Here's your host, Chris Doran. And welcome to Inside the Crew as we celebrate a road victory over Montreal for the black and gold. Potential, of course, going into this one for something special on Saturday night. And if it was special, you know, it would be meaningful, especially to Wilfried Nancy, who returned to his old stomping grounds in Montreal. But you couldn't have scripted the result any better for crew fans as Cucho Hernandez earned his first MLS hat trick. Columbus picking up a road win 4-2 over the Montreal Impact. Lots to celebrate and lots to talk about, too. We'll get reactions following the win. We'll hear from Cucho Hernandez momentarily, as well as Wilfried Nancy. Apple TV and former Crew TV radio voice Neil Sika joins us on Inside the Crew tonight. He called the win in Montreal. He'll join us here on the show in just a little bit. Tonight's program brought to you by Tipico Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the Columbus Crew, and by Ohio Cat the official construction equipment provider of the black and gold. Well, game audio first, a choppy start as Montreal's effort at chaos early in the match had Columbus dodging some danger, but in the 14th minute, Columbus flipped the script, a quick transition. Montreal's backs were running at their own goal and across from the outside into the box by Julian Gressel. Got things started for the black and gold. Here comes Columbus the other way. Ball on the turf, centrally to Yao Yaboa. One touch and turn away from pressure from Piet. He'll go to the far side and put it on the turf to Gressel. Columbus is Gressel. Whip ball in. And it's own goal for Columbus. 14th minute. And the crew enjoy the lead after the ball goes off of Corbo in the middle of the park. He was running at goal. His big risk there is the fact that he's got his back to the field and tracking back. Ramirez and Cucho were available in the center and at the far post. Corbeau stepped in on the last-minute touch to dissuade the ball from the frame of the goal mouth and in so doing touched it past his goalkeeper to give Columbus the 1-0 lead in the 14th minute. 23rd minute, Diego Rossi logs his first assist for the crew with a service from the corner to Cucho Hernandez. Camacho near side, here's Amundsen. Big ball over the top, down the line, Rossi on the run. Jabong is going to give chase to Rossi. They're 1v1 in the corner. Here's Rossi. Whip ball. Far post. Head ball is a goal for Columbus! Cucho Hernandez! And as you know, first half scoring was not complete. 43rd minute, Yao Yaboa combines with Cucho to find the third goal in the first half. Montreal and Columbus battling for it. Nagby comes out with it. Nagby chip ball midfield on the run. Ramirez. Ramirez is going to get help with Yao Yaboa, and he gets it to him. Yaboa's on the run inside the 18. Cross ball, shot! Here's a goal for Columbus! Cucho Hernandez has a brace. Columbus leads 3-0. And that's the way the half ended. 3-0 the lead for the black and gold going into the locker room. Coming out in the second half, again, more chaos from Montreal to start the half. Mahala Opoku with a goal to make it 3-1. 65th minute, Cucho tripped from behind inside the penalty box. No foul called. VAR, however, prompted the referee to go to the screen. Penalty kick awarded after the review, and Cucho beats the keeper. Cucho's going to take the penalty kick. This would give him the hat trick in the 65th. The approach is a shot and a goal for Columbus. Cucho Hernandez with a hat trick tonight for the Columbus crew. 
he gives the half-heart sign. A salute to Lucas Zellerayan. As the Columbus crew enjoy a 4-1 lead in the 65th minute over Montreal. And that 4-1 lead becomes a 4-2 lead. That's how it ended. It was Montreal with a goal just a few minutes after that penalty kick was converted. Damage had already been done. His first MLS hattie for Cucho Hernandez. Columbus with a road win and three points. Wilfried Nancy with a win over his old team in their first matchup since Nazi moved from Montreal to Columbus. Cucho earned nationwide man of the match honors. That should not come as a surprise to you. He's also been named to the MLSsoccer.com team of the match day, but more importantly, he's earned MLS player of the match day honors. That was announced this afternoon. Second time a crew players won that this year. Back in week two, it was Lucas Celerayan picking up the deserved award. Cucho's the first Colombian player to win the honor. John Duran did it for Chicago about a year ago. So his three goals on six shots Saturday gives him nine total with 10 assists. Of those three goals on Saturday night, Cucho was asked post-game, which one was your favorite? Bueno, creo que... Uh, easily, the, the first one was my favorite. I had an open header against Houston, and to finally get that one back definitely made me feel great, uh, and it helped us, helped us get the win. And you could kind of tell in the uh, post-goal celebration, Kucho was standing on the sideline pushing his hands from his shoulders down through his knees, and he was doing that sort of to say, I think the bad mojo is gone and uh, kind of getting over the fact that he hasn't scored an MLS regular season goal since July 1st, so we're talking uh, over two months. He finally got through it, and then he continued, and he scored those three against Montreal on Saturday night. We asked him about uh, frustration and the number of shots that he's put up over the course of uh, the last couple of weeks. In fact, still leading the league in that category. Had six shots against Montreal, put away three of them. He said, yeah, there's been some frustration, but, uh, you know, it's part of the game and we're just moving on from here. Bueno, la verdad que me sentí muy bien. Eh, uh, it's definitely relieving. Um, we've had a, a, a lot of shots, like you said, in the past couple games, but getting in personally, getting this hat trick uh, definitely helps a lot. It definitely helps the group, obviously getting the victory, but we have to keep on going. We have to keep with the same mentality to, to keep attacking, 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 especially to uh, reach our goal for the end of the season. And our thanks tonight to Esteban Osagueda, who's a part of the communication staff with the Black and Gold doing the translation in the post-game press conference following the victory over Montreal with Cucho Hernandez on Saturday night. Well, one final question for Cucho had to do with his uh, objective in terms of goal scoring for the 2023 season. He did say early on that he had a mark, a goal that he had in mind when it came to scoring this year. And he was asked whether or not he's close in the neighborhood. Do you still need more time? Where, where are we with that? Close, but there's still some to go. Um, we have a bunch of games left to reach that goal. Um, but ultimately, it's about the team and, and getting the wins, uh, especially to, to reach our goal and then reach my goal personally. Esteban Osegueda, who's doing the translating for Cucho Hernandez following the victory over Montreal on Saturday night. 4-2 the final. Cucho with a hat trick. Cucho's three goals on his six shots give him nine total with 10 assists on the season. He'd not scored an MLS goal, as I mentioned, since July 1st. He did score during League's Cup, of course. He leads the team in goals, one better than Christian Ramirez's eight. 
and has three game-winning goals on the season. That is a crew best as well. Cucho leads the league in shots with 112. He's tied for second in shots on target with 38. LAFC's Denny Buanga has 38 as well, and Nashville's Ani Mukhtar has 40. Noted crew historian Steve Sirk tweeted late game Saturday, and Rob McBurnett from the communications department backed this one up. The last crew hat trick came compliments of Jazzy's artists in 2018. That game was versus Minnesota United. When we come back, we'll hear from Wilfried Nancy as we continue tonight on Inside the Crew, brought to you by our friends at Tipico Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the Black and Gold. The sound of Paul Keels calling a Buckeye game is erotic. Oh, yes. Your home of the Buckeyes, the fan, Ohio sports destination. Back to Inside the Crew. Sponsored by Coda, a trusted mobility sponsor of the Columbus Crew. Your flagship home for crew soccer, the fan. And welcome back to Inside the Crew. Next segment, we'll talk to Neil Sika former radio and television broadcaster of the Columbus Crew, who is now working for, among other organizations, the Apple Television Group and the MLS Season Pass. He had the pleasure of calling that 4-2 win for the crew against Montreal on the weekend for the worldwide audience on the Apple TV platform. More with Neil coming up in just a few minutes. Well, that 4-2 win briefly moved Columbus to fourth in the Eastern Conference. Philadelphia's stomping, however, of the Red Bulls on Sunday changed things. Columbus back in fifth place, a point behind Philly, two points behind Orlando and New England. We will play both of those teams on the road. We'll have Philly at home. And, of course, Columbus is 12 points behind FC Cincinnati with just seven games to play. Cincinnati showing a little bit of vulnerability on the weekend with their first loss at home. All season long. Columbus is now 3-7-3 and on the road with a chance to improve at Orlando a week from Saturday. Columbus leads the league with 54 goals and a plus 17 goal differential. First question coming out of the uh, press corps on Saturday night following the win over Montreal for the head coach, Wilfried Nancy, um, had to do with uh, Cucho's performance. I want to include Adam Jardy of the Columbus Dispatch's question in this and then let you listen to the answer. Here we go. Uh, before I ask you about your homecoming, Adam, uh, what did you make of what Cucho was able to provide for you tonight? <laughs> no, uh, I don't know. The, the, the player, I think that they acted uh, the, that the, the extra push. I don't know, but Cucho uh, did uh, already this kind of game like this. And uh, and now he's getting better in terms of uh, try to be consistent in terms of uh, the the way he plays. So so yeah, he did a good game. But uh, I'm happy for him and uh, thank you also. Head coach Wilfried Nancy following the victory over Montreal. See, I just don't think Wilfried Nancy, as humble a man as he is, is going to say, "Yeah, they wanted to go ahead and win the game for me." I don't think that is something that's going to come from his mouth. But I think we're all thinking it, right? At least I know I was thinking it. Of course the black and gold goes into that stadium, a place that he called home for more than a decade, and uh, they want to make a statement win against his old team. Absolutely. And so that's exactly what they did. Now, a lot of things went right for Columbus, and a lot of things went wrong for Montreal. One of the things that went right was the performance by Cucho Hernandez. This is a modern player. You know, he's able to... Uh to attack with a lot of intensity and he's able also to make the run in behind, he's able also to ask the ball into the feet. 
and also is able also to uh, to help us to defend. And for me, uh, I'm pleased because uh, he wanted to score. He wanted to score. Uh, he could have scored a few um, few goals. You know, the last uh, few games that we had, and uh, he missed it. And uh, he stayed patient. He stayed on the task. And uh, and today this is the reward. So like I told him, he has to. He is getting better now in terms of. Um, He's an emotional person, but in a good way. And now he's getting better, you know, to be able to be patient and to stay on the task. And uh, I'm pleased. I'm happy with him because he's been working really well since the, we came back. And also in the beginning, he had moments that sometimes was difficult, but he is able to uh, to adjust himself. And, and to the, tonight, I'm really happy for him because he deserves it. He deserves it. Follow-up question for head coach Wilfried Nancy. Expand a bit on the analysis, if you would on the Cucho emotion comment. Um, I was talking about the emotional aspect on the pitch. You know, obviously, Lucas, he was close with Lucas and, uh, uh, and, uh, and a lot of players and we were close from Lucas. But uh, my point is, I, I know that this is also the, the part of the job, but my point is, was more in terms of uh, uh, the pitch. You know, so when he's, a, he's close to score, but he doesn't score, in the beginning of the year, he was not consistent. And since three weeks, one month, if he doesn't score now, he's getting better. He stay on the task. You know, he, I like his passion. He has to be like that. This is why he's here. This is why this is a good player. But at the same time, he has to play also with the emotional control. And 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 like I told you, the last game and the two last game, he could have scored many goals, few goals, but he didn't do it. And tonight, he had this opportunity and he, and he did it. So that's why for me, this is a good progression. Cucho Hernandez named the MLSsoccer.com player of the match day this week and a chance for him to take some time off and get set for the next round of games that take us right up to the playoffs beginning just after October 21st. Wilfried Nancy asked about getting back to Montreal, a place where he coached for a long time, and a chance to take his new team there. Thank you uh, regarding the fans of Montreal because the way they they welcomed me as I did it. Uh, honestly, I'm grateful for that. And after that, uh, you know, yes, it was emotional. I, I can't lie. I, I am a human being. You know, I, I, it was funny because life is crazy in a good way. Sometimes life could be cruel, but my point is I was in the, vi- in the local room visitor, and uh, as you know, but I started my career in 2010 in Montreal in this local room. And, and, and you know the fact that tonight I was in this, this local room, I was I was proud of me, and I was proud also about what I did in my life. And again, that's why I do this job. So it was a good moment, and that's why tonight the the player, the way they played. Yes, we can talk about we we scored many goals in the first half. We could have scored more goals, and after that we didn't control so well the second half. But I don't want to talk about this because the player wanted to do something special. Uh, 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 for 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 the staff and also for them and also to win more games away has been the most important and 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 tonight I'm really proud of that because the Houston game was not easy and and tonight they were able to after three days and the, the hot weather to be able to to come back and 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 to to get the win and uh, yeah it was not the the best game that we made but. They did it well. And uh, for me, I'm, I'm happy. Head coach Wilfried Nazi following the win over Montreal 4-2. Columbus in fifth place in the Eastern Conference. We'll visit with Neil Sika next as we continue tonight on Inside the Crew.
If the sound of another man slammed against plexiglass turns you on, you've come to the right place. Proud to be your home for Jackets Hockey. The Fan, Ohio sports destination. You're listening to Inside the Crew. Sponsored by Coda, a trusted mobility sponsor of the Columbus Crew. The Fan, Ohio sports destination. Welcome back to Inside the Crew. Celebrating a 4-2 victory over Montreal on the weekend. Got some time off for the guys and then back to work in preparation for the third of three games on the road. That'll be the Orlando game. And then back on Wednesday, September 20th for the next home game. That's against Chicago at Lower.com Field. You have an opportunity to join us. We hope you will. Check out tickets, columbuscrew.com slash tickets. It's a 7.30 match at Lower.com Field. Latino Celebration Night kicking off Hispanic Heritage Month. Again, columbuscrew.com slash tickets for more information for that September 20th match. Great opportunity for us to welcome an old friend of the show. He's not old. I am. He works for Apple TV uh, and a sundry of other broadcasters, too, as he was once the longtime radio and television voice of the black and gold. Got the chance to call the game on Saturday up in Montreal, and we have a chance to talk to him now. Neil Sika, welcome to the show. Chris, we're talking over Zoom, so I'm like adjusting my my glasses to make sure that's really you. It's great it is back. me. And great to talk <laughs> with you. Yeah, it's it's fun to be on the show again. Um, Neil, you had the pleasure, the great pleasure of calling a crew game over the weekend, had to fly to Montreal and, uh, take on what I think was billed going into the weekend is probably one of the most, um, intriguing matchups between Wilfried Nancy's old team and Wilfried Nancy's new team. What'd you, what'd you make of it? I made that, uh, we could have had a hockey game at the bell center with the way that thing was back and forth, um, Canadians and blue jackets, but look, I've been, uh, impressed from afar from what the crew have been doing this year and watching them play and their progressiveness. Um, And if you watch Montreal in the last couple of years prior to Nazi's arrival, you're no stranger to that or know that they've played an exciting brand of ball. And I referenced this during the game, just the ability to possess and to dictate everything goes back to maybe the first couple of years of, of the numbers uh, with, with Burhalter. And they match up and they, they go about it in a little bit of a different way, but um, that's a war chest of attacking talent that they have. And you got a little nervy if you're a Montreal person, <clears throat> because we saw the lineups come out and they're playing a guy who had nine minutes all season long and Waterman right. hurts. And then they're probably thinking, Oh, we just traded a guy who was pretty good in the back line for us <laughs> to Columbus. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Good luck. And it's funny because all three of the backs for Montreal came into some type of mistake or goal setting situation with uh, you bang. And then uh, the penalty on Campbell, uh, the own goal from Corbo. So yeah, it was kind of a mess for them, but they've got a a young team and they're fighting to make the playoffs. And um, you know, it's a second chance for Aaron Losada. So they got a big game coming out of the international break, but to, to see the crew play and know fully that with the talent that they had the last couple of years, Chris, um, I was kind of jealous. Like I'm thinking, this is the team that you've been that waiting for on the call. Yeah. And right. it, to be able to do that was, was pretty neat and uh, nice to see so many faces, warm faces from the club this past week that you know, you've worked with on and off again over the last two decades and more recently in the, last two or three years 
Well, I don't speak for the club, but I can tell you that uh, I trust it was nice for them to be able to shake your hand and get a hug and see you on the sideline pregame and then see you upstairs for the uh, for the broadcast. Neil Sika joins us on Inside the Crew, longtime radio and television broadcaster for the Black and Gold. On all the local packages that you and I became familiar with and now with Apple Television and a host of other production uh, efforts as well in other sports. We'll talk some about that in just a little bit, but we want to stick with uh, Major League Soccer. Um, was there a surprise to you that in Montreal, Columbus was able to impose so much of their own style of play? I mean, Montreal has been good at home for the majority of the season. Really good. And their surges have come in the second half, like the game against new England, right? They took control in the second half, but that, that pressure that Losada kind of started to build within DC United when he was there has popped up at times. I just, I wasn't surprised knowing full well that the crew had rested some pieces in Houston. Mm-hmm. They were going with their, their full group. They needed a good performance on the road. Everyone's talking about their road form again. Obviously, you know, that was an issue. Um, in the Caleb Porter era, uh, to the extent of winning games, and this club is good enough to to win games uh, away and play the way they had been at home. Um, so I knew just with the young pieces Montreal had and, and referencing their defensive lineup, but also, look, they're losing a guy who had 15 goals last year in Kyoto who hasn't played in 16 straight league games. Yeah. There was a total of 15 goals in the lineup for them. So uh, all things being said, if the crew were going to play their game, that was the perfect time to do it. And with an aggressive Montreal group, they kind of went right through them on several Mm -hmm. occasions in the first half. Montreal had their moments, of course, but um, yeah, it was a convincing performance. I think for me, if, if you're watching it as a neutral um, and of course you're wanting to see a guy that you've paid designated player money, who's been a great playmaker this year, find his goal-scoring touch again, and uh, Cucho Hernandez with the first crew hat trick since the end of 2018, and the last time I had one up there, Justin Merrim had one uh, in Montreal, so uh, I, was, I wasn't surprised that they were able to basically dictate the terms with which they wanted to play with, and uh, kind of that underlying theme, you know the players wanted to have a good performance for, Wil- for Wilford Nancy. It's not yeah. just the last two years he was there, it was there 17 years of his life, so to go right. back essentially what was his de facto home uh, all these years they wanted to to do him proud i'm sure and they did they raised a family there and uh, made a big move took on a new challenge and are here in columbus uh certainly putting their mark on uh the brand of soccer that we're seeing here with the columbus crew neil sika joins us on inside the crew with the apple tv corral of talent calling games uh you you had the minnesota group uh, in your first game with Apple this year, mm-hmm. um, Minnesota was able to prevail over Columbus in the League's Cup. Make of the League's Cup what you will. Do you think Minnesota is a uh, viable candidate for postseason accolades in the Western Conference? Yes, when they're clicking on all cylinders, you know, Tamu Puki finally scored at home for them, and he's made some some good uh, savvy technical decisions since he's been on the field. They acquired this guy in from Norwich. But the, the key for them is it was a mess in the first half without Emmanuel Reynoso. And ever since he's been back, they've lost one game. They're cl- he's he's clean. First start, which was the week before the game I had in Portland. They won that game 4-1. to one. So uh, 
it's anyone's guess. The West is a mess. I think there's seven points that going into last weekend was separating two through nine or ten. Mm-hmm. It's it's wide open to shuffle yourself into position there. And um, you know, unfortunately for Portland in that game, they went the other way, and Jay uh, Savarese loses his job uh, in the subsequent games after the loss at. Houston and they just haven't been able to overcome all the injuries to big big guns in their lineup or at least ones that they expected to to provide but yeah Reynoso is such a great piece for them and a great player to watch within the the 10 vestibule in the league and he's made a huge difference Let's go ahead and just uh, take a look at those Western Conference standings indeed St. Louis at number one Seattle at number two but to your point number three LAFC after the setback against Miami, not earning points against that Eastern Conference foe on Sunday night, is seven points separated with Austin, which is in 10th place. So three through 10, seven yeah. points difference there. Uh, you called it exactly right. Neil Sika joins us on Inside the Crew, longtime broadcaster with the Black and Gold. Neil, as we take a look at the Eastern Conference standings, any surprise to you that Cincinnati has sort of run away, not just with the conference, but also in the Supporter Shield race? <laughs> You know, it's funny because in watching Hell is Real from start to finish, you would think not much has changed, and the crew played a fantastic game at home. Um, but in also watching some of the League's Cup game against Miami and uh, snippets here and there, you and I have discussed on this show previously that once they stopped screwing around at the top of the food chain and got a coach and uh, a front office structure that was – familiar with the league and guys who had had success and in doing that and putting Pat Noonan in um, along with uh, help me out here. Dominic Kinnear. Um, not Kinnear, but the the technical director. Um, oh, um, uh, it's not Chris. Cause he went to, who went to uh, Miami? One of the guys went to Miami. Chris Henderson's in Miami. Yeah. Um, Larry Sunderland. No, he's with the oh. Academy. We're ruining all credibility on the show. <laughs> Sorry, I don't, I'm not paid to study Cincinnati for heaven's sake. I know, <laughs> I know. Um, but I'm once gonna... they got him in place, your point is, is that things started to take off. Yeah, Chris Albright. Chris, Chris Albright. Albright, that's right. All right. He played so, with Henderson. Anyways, yes. The point is, they found the structure which, which they want to play. They've been great at home. They obviously had their first home loss this past weekend against Orlando. So. Did I expect them to rise to the top of the league as quickly as they have? No, but you know, I also maybe didn't foresee the crew putting up 53 goals through 27 games. So it's it's nice to have good Ohio soccer um, kind of leading the charge here in the Eastern Conference. Neil Sika joins us on Inside the Crew, longtime broadcaster with the Black and Gold Radio and Television, now with Apple Television and in a sundry of other sports around the nation as he continues in his broadcast career, uh, not just in the local market, but uh, flourishing in markets around the country. Hey, uh, I take a look at the schedule for the crew in the remaining seven games. Second place, New England. Third place, Orlando. Fourth place, Philadelphia, all on the schedule. Sixth place, Atlanta on the schedule. And another date with Mon- Montreal on decision day. That's not an easy task. This is not like you're playing Chicago's fire every other weekend. No, no. You're playing you playoff, playoff teams every week. Yeah, exactly. So and can the can the crew in the play that you saw on Saturday, can they replicate that on the road in Foxborough? 
uh, in Orlando next weekend and at home against a very tough Philadelphia team? That's the question. And it's also the question of, you know, this was kind of thrown out there with all these attacking pieces and the carousel of guys who have been injured or worked into the back three. Um, You know what? Sean Zawatsky's played really well, and now you've got Camacho there. Marrera's had a really solid season. But there are moments where they have been prone just because of the nature to go forward that they're going to give up some chances and mistakes are going to be made. So coming out of the League's Cup with the two shutouts, um, and even Saturday when you're up three nothing, you know there's maybe a penchant to to take your foot off the gas a little bit after 30 minutes because you're thinking that you're in the clear. But Montreal's a scrappy group; they fought back. So in a tighter game, like they're bound to play on the road, perhaps coming up in Orlando. I mean, that's a team that's playing really well right now. Same thing uh, with New England and all these playoff teams. I look at the old adage: if you're above them in the standings, their teams that you should find ways to either beat or get points against. But, um, you know, something to where you're building for the second season now and finding that balance and accord, you're not going to change the way you are going forward, but how you are positionally defensively or in the clutch moments, Chris, they've still given away some points with scoring first as many times as they had. We know that was a huge issue regardless of the personnel changes last year, especially after the 98th minute. No, it's not been that shocking, but um, they make the difference, of course, of whether you're just a great team to watch and get to the second round of the playoffs, or you're going to be a conference final MLS Cup contender. So that's what I want to see from them um, over the course. And I think that the crew fans would agree that that would be something that's on their minds the last seven games. Apple TV's Neil Sika joins us on Inside the Crew. Neil, hang on through the break. We'll be right back and a couple more questions for you. At Wendy's, we're focused on what matters. That's why we've made our hamburgers square. When you want the best hamburger, squares the beef. Back with more of Neil Sika in a moment on Inside the Crew. Tweet from a listener. Are you carrying the Buckeye game today? Considering we've never not carried one, yes. The answer is yes. The fan. Back to Inside the Crew. Sponsored by Coda, a trusted mobility sponsor of the Columbus Crew. Your flagship home for crew soccer, the fan. And welcome back to Inside the Crew. 4-2 victory over the weekend against Montreal. A couple of weeks off and a game at Orlando to wrap up the three-game road trip before returning home, facing Chicago Wednesday, September 20th. Cucho Hernandez with the uh, man of the match day. And the uh, player of the week for Major League Soccer, congratulations to Cucho. With his three goals, he is the first player to score a hat-trick in crew history since 2018 when Jossie Zardes did it. Uh, Our conversation with Neil Sika continuing just in a moment here. We'll remind you that if you're in your car or truck listening to our show tonight, buckle up your safety belt. This message brought to you by the Ohio Department of Public Safety. If you're not buckled up, what's holding you back? Well, Neil, we were talking about the game and everything. Let's talk a little bit more about you. You've kind of shifted over from the regional television package and transitioned into this Apple TV thing, and hopefully the game assignments become a lot more frequent for you. How have you enjoyed calling games now as a true partisan in the broadcast realm? I've I've really enjoyed it. And true fans, uh, while it's been a great joy to do this for 
16 years and um, especially the last eight on TV. I also, if you're going to watch a game with me or from afar, yeah, I know that I'm partial to the crew and the regional announced teams and the cry for them have been very strong, even still to this day, regardless of where you are. But I've also always catered my work to thinking that it's pretty bipartisan down the middle, or at least I'm not snuffing out the opposition when it would be on a regional telecast. And I'd like to think people take notice of that with the intricate details of um, the information they're going to get on the other team throughout that game. So it was somewhat of an easy transition or it has been, um, <laughs> but at the same time, in a game like that on Saturday, where there are four goals for the team that you called games for, um, naturally, that's just going to deflect uh, the way the momentum of the game is going. So I, I can just imagine. I mean, Montreal fans. Yeah. Oh, this is this Columbus Columbus Crew announcer has just been awful for for us. Oh, they well, were actually, awful. Your team the is first minute, Chris. I wasn't calling the game in French, you know, but <laughs> right. <laughs> so oh, all the most people are up there, but. Um, but no, and that's where I think the benefit, too, of a guy like Greg Sutton, who's kind of in the Montreal pod and did games on TSN and has seen Montreal a ton, that you strike a good balance there. But go ahead, watch the game back. Anybody out there, there's plenty of great information for both sides in that game on on the end of the spectrum, on each side of the spectrum. And all, the same goes for Minnesota-Portland. That's the pride, I guess, I take in my work and will continue to do so. I, I think we uh, I saw a bit of that on social media after the broadcast that people really enjoyed getting the the nuggets and the reminders too. I mean, you, you know, you're you're neck deep in crew history, so um, you're going to have those things. But you did balance it out very well, and Sutton brings that uh, that balance naturally as well. And then I feel like as an announcer, you're also sort of uh, not necessarily swimming upstream, but maybe fighting a little bit to make sure you balance out the information you disseminate about the uh, uh, about the opponent. You maybe do a little extra work in terms of studying and being able to bring things to the table sure. for the opponent. And a little – Greg and I would prepare together in a lot of ways just because it's um, very, very important to have the resources throughout the league, and that's not just Montreal, but – some places are easier to get access to assistant coaches or coaches on the opposition than others. And then if not, you're relying on the game broadcasters. And Greg and I, while we had never worked together, it worked well because we've had numerous conversations over the last three, four, five years when mm -hmm. Columbus and Montreal would be playing each other and just exchanging notes and talking about um, the respective teams. So I think that really helped just going into to the game and he's a great guy, easy to work with and work with Kendra. Um, uh, She's easy to work with. Day. She's so easy. To yeah, work exactly. With. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I'd like to think that, you know, I come across that way too with everyone I've come across. So you are, you're easy to work with. Yeah. I'll just yeah. put that out there now. Uh, inside the crew, Neil Sika, former broadcaster of the Columbus crew, long time in the radio and television booth, and now working for Apple TV among others. What's the Apple TV experience like? You know what? I really have enjoyed the streamlined productions. I know that there have been technical moments within some of the fabric of the games, and 
you know, a lot of it is a year one process and and balancing it out. But in the, my two experiences, um, one just to be on site is fantastic. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's something we were striving for on the regional level here. And you know, some teams did it and some did not, and so we make the best of it. But uh, you know, to be to have a presence in the building, I had not been to Allianz Field, and that's a great barn up there. And to return to Montreal, that was the first time in eight years I'd been there since the, the 2015 playoffs. So it's a wonderful city if you've not been and so much culture. And But aside from all that, um, that stuff on the side, you don't have a really a pregame. You come in, you set it up, and you're off and running. And mm-hmm. I, I kind of like that um, from that perspective. And I can go either way. We do a hit on camera right for the, the pregame show um, and maybe a quick sounder with a player afterwards for the wrap up. So it, it's pretty simple in terms of its production logistics. Um, and uh, I'm a fan of that, you know, yeah. so um, it makes for uh, the focus on the games being the star. And I think that's, that's great. That's what I'm coming up there to do. Let's not short sell it though. Uh, all the work happens in your living room or at your office at home during the course of the week. For sure. For sure. And yeah, it's one of the biggest things I've missed with just the inconsistency of this year is the routine and what you're Mm -hmm. used to. And, you know, I know what I'm doing on a Sunday night, a Monday, a Tuesday, and then Wednesday it's trainings and conversations leading up to to the game Saturday. So to get back into that routine and um, something you're familiar with on a regular basis is, is a welcome welcome return we mentioned in the last segment as we speak with neil sika now with apple television former broadcaster with the crew the uh defeat at the hands of miami that lafc suffered on sunday night at lafc and of course everyone getting the roster of celebrities as they walked into the press box who were present for that game um uh which i thought just was just so uh pretentious but that's what they do in la i guess um what do you make of the messy arrival? A lot of people wearing pink jerseys these days, Chris. Yeah, I understand that. Um, what do you make of the messy arrival? And does Miami have a prayer? As uh, we talk tonight, uh, we watch Miami at 14th in the league, 25 points, and yet they've got nine games to play. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're always going to have a chance with with 10. And but it's it's more than that. I think just they've completely revamped. It's not only the energy that Messi has brought, but and not the big stars on the on the movie poster in Busquets and Alba, but these young kids, these U twenty twos. You know, Jordi Alba. I think one of the underrated parts of what they've done. Alba comes in, and he's not a designated player, and so he's under that threshold, and it's allowed them to sign three U twenty two signings that can run for days and Ferreras right from Boca juniors is just starting to feature and scored uh, in the LAFC game. So they've got these guys, I think it's Gomez. Um, that and they're raising the bar with everybody else, Taylor and Washington. Sure. For uh, sure. It's been tremendous. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for them, whether you win the league's cup or not great, <laughs> we're still building whatever tradition this is supposed to be. Uh, But it was a great starting point for them because 
it's inconsequential to the ultimate goal, right? Like if they bowed out, like they probably should have lost to Dallas. Dallas had them on the ropes and let it slip away. The Nashville game obviously goes either way in the final. And so right away they're creating headlines. But even if not, they've had those five or six games where they get the ball rolling and now yeah. they step back into league play feeling confident, right? Right. And you know, the task looks insurmountable, especially where you get a big parking block in the Nashville game again where they don't score and it's zero zero. But uh who's gonna bet against him, right? And especially after going into to LAFC on Sunday and doing what they did over the last 80 minutes and um, it'll be must watch just in terms of the mix and the forgiving nature of the MLS playoffs allows this setup of it's only six or seven teams. Okay. No way, you know, next year, but <laughs> they have a shot at that ninth spot, the way the carousel of maybe Montreal, DC and Chicago plays out. Did anyone expect DC had one goal over their last three games and they put up four on the fire over the weekend. You know, this is the league, right? Right. It's, it's still, Regardless of how we think it's growing, it's still the same in a lot of ways. So there is a there's a chance for them for sure. Neil Sika on Inside the Crew. It's always great to talk to you, man. Thanks for being on the show. Chris, my best to Sheila and uh, you know, continued success and bringing the crew fans joy from the radio perch. And great to catch up with you, my friend. Appreciate thanks for that. having me. Yeah, thanks, Neil. Thanks so much. Neil Sika joining us on Inside the Crew. He appears courtesy of himself taking the phone call from me and uh, jumping on air. We really appreciate it. Our thanks as well to Rob McBurnett, Eunice Kim, Esteban Osegueda, who are all a part of the communications department with the Columbus crew for helping us with the audio and some of the other elements you heard tonight, in particular the translation, translation I should say, for uh, Cucho's post-game comments. Our show tonight brought to you by Tipico Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the Black and Gold, and by Ohio Cat, the official construction equipment provider of the Columbus Crew. This is Inside the Crew.